How's it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me, as usual, is Leonard. This is a show about wrestling, and we are returning to our Spotlight series, basically where we take a talent or a faction or something to that effect and examine it. And usually we do some of the lesser-known wrestlers or factions, um, ones that you won't necessarily hear on some of the more popular podcasts. And... This one involves Mr. Cody Rhodes. What a road he has had to uh, getting to this moment. You know, uh, say what you will about his neck tattoo, but, uh, uh, you know, he has had quite the road to this moment. He has been... A road to the top, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's run the gamut of gimmicks and ideas from legacy to dashing Cody Rhodes to... Uh, Team Rhodes Scholar to the Brotherhood and finally Stardust, which leads us into who we're covering this week, which is Cosmic Wasteland. And they were not. You know, my, my, my wife doesn't know anything about wrestling. She always asked me what we're doing. And I told her earlier today, we were covering a stable called the Cosmic Wasteland. And right before we started recording, she said, was it that you guys are doing tonight? Toxic Sludge? Yeah. It's, I was like, yeah, yeah, more or that less. Says it all. That says it all, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and, you know, let's just get this right out of the way. So Cosmic Wasteland involved the Ascension, Connor and Victor, and Stardust forming a group together. And the matches that I saw they were not introduced as Cosmic Wasteland. And no. That is a problem right off the bat, I would say. You know, because if you want this to be a group, and all signs point to that, because eventually they're dressing in the same colors. That didn't happen right to start with, but eventually mm-hmm. Stardust had red in his outfit to match them. Um, you would want them to be announced together or have a theme music together. Um you know, they just kind of sometimes they would come out to just Stardust music, which annoys me to this day. And uh, sometimes they would just come out to their own separate uh, music entrances. So it was, uh, you know, but you know, let's just kind of jump through the weeds here, Leonard, and ask, do you think there was a chance for this faction to succeed? Not at all. Yeah, I, uh, agree. I, I think it, 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 it smacks of. We've got these these guys that we don't know what to do with. Right. And their gimmicks are semi-adjacent. You know, the, the, <laughs> that's that should be that should have been on a t-shirt for them. You know, we're semi-adjacent. <laughs> yeah. The, the ascension being kind of a post-apocalyptic Mad Max Road Warrior knockoff kind of thing. Right. And Stardust being crazy spaceman again. Future sci-fi. I think that's that's the through line that they decided to connect them with here. Yeah. And what I think is also telling is like I looked, you know, I Googled YouTube and all this, and I couldn't find really any 
any interviews or any other podcasts, and there might be some out there I just didn't run across, of people talking about the Cosmic Wasteland. Now, I found Cody talking about the Stardust gimmick, and now he didn't like the Stardust gimmick. Right. Um, but nothing about Cosmic Wasteland specifically. And I think that says a lot. Also consider the fact that they weren't around that long. Um, I, I believe it was from about September of 2015 to February of 2016, I think, is like with the last... I was finding some matches. And so let's talk a, really quickly about what preceded this. Now, Stardust mm. was around before Cosmic Wasteland was a thing, obviously. He had been feuding with his brother, uh, Goldust, after the Brotherhood, quote-unquote, broke up. Um, they had a feud, which led to a mass match at Fastlane um, of, I, I guess, 2015. Um, and then they as it's written on wikipedia and I, I suppose this is accurate they tried to kind of evolve the stardust character into somewhat of a comic book villain because they had him feuding with Stephen amell from the show arrow um which was odd like i think what did they they changed the name of uh his finishing move to crossbow crossbow roads or something like that uh um, i don't even remember that they changed the name of his finishing move to to kind of poke yeah. Stephen Amell and Arrow. And it's now I did find there was to interject, a, I did find a Cosmic Wasteland promo for Batman Day. Yes, I saw that as well. Yes, where they're kind of talking like, well, first Cody Rhodes is like name dropping some like like three random Batman writers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, this, I noticed that, and I was like, nobody's going to know what he's talking about. No, no, no. But it seems like he just Googled, okay, people who wrote, worked on Batman comic and went, okay. And and that's who he went with. Because, like, he didn't mention Bob Kane. He didn't mention Bill Finger, Neil Adams, Danny O'Neill. <laughs> I mean, none of the people who you who you should name drop. It was like, oh, Grant Morrison wrote Batman for two seconds, and I'll say his name. You know, it was very random. But then he almost talks like Batman is real, and then he talks about how he's coming after Green Arrow. Yeah. So and like, even Amel stuff gets looped in there. And everything, too, to mention, Stardust promos remind me of Ultimate Warrior promos. Oh, oh, they're not. They are of the same vein, for sure. Yeah, because they're just crazy. They're rambling. They talk about the gods and the stars and the space and... There, I, I don't. I would, I would want to ask Cody if he modeled them after Warrior. I God, I hope not. But or he just went, no, nope, never thought about it. But now that you say that, <laughs> what's interesting is that they gave him this high-profile, you know, celebrity feud to run, yeah. with, while at the same time clearly not having anything else invested in this gimmick, and clearly just wanting to kind of push him down the card. Um, and we'll well, from an interview I did, I did find, he talked about the origins of Stardust being that he was working with his brother, and, and he didn't name a name, but, but it was Stephanie McMahon who basically said, this is getting stale, you should be more like Goldust. And that's where the Stardust character came from, even though it was something he did not want to do. Right. And how originally it was kind of the character designs were very cool. It was like silver and black and he kind of like Quicksilver from Marvel and he liked that. And then it just kept getting kind of tweaked and tweaked and tweaked and narrowed until he was a mini me gold dust. Right. 
and and that he and one thing let's say here before we go on he didn't like the gimmick but he certainly did commit to it that's what i was going to say because in the past if you listen to bruce pritchard or some of these other guys who say you know oh well if terry taylor had just committed to the red rooster gimmick you know he could have gotten it over whether that's true or not you can't say that cody rhodes didn't commit to this gimmick it was stupid Mm -hmm. but he tried to make it work he really really did so why didn't it work well because it was dumb and no matter how much you know this is what's not said sometimes oh you can get anything over what's not said is if a gimmick is this dumb and is just a clumsy lazy retread of the gold dust character (laughs) the fans are going to see that and they're not going to you know embrace it as maybe the wwe creative wanted them to um so you know Anyway, we just wanted to go over what kind of preceded this, and Leonard talked about when when they started here. But um, let's uh, get into the bulk of it. So it was on September 3rd's SmackDown that the Ascension aligned themselves with Stardust by attacking Neville uh, before their match, thus forming the faction, the Cosmic Wasteland, or as they are also known, the Astral Alliance. Um which so, I had never heard that term before. Right. <laughs> the Stardust and the Ascension would uh, have a feud with Neville and the Lucha da- Dragons. Um, and, you know, they initially won a match over the Neville and the Lucha Dragons and then kind of had uh, got defeated by them in a couple matches as well. Um, it was also around this time that, I guess, uh, Cody Rhodes appeared at the nxt takeover pay-per-view respect with dustin to kind of congratulate uh finn balor and samoa joe on winning the dusty rose tag team classic tournament so this is all around the same time um Mm -hmm. they would have a match on the survivor series 2015 kickoff um it would be the cosmic wasteland the miz and bo dallas against the dudley boys neville and titus o'neill um the returning gold dust i should say came back for that so that's really the bulk <laughs> of the cosmic wasteland story. So let's get into some of the uh, notes that I made here. So I talked about how they entered to Stardust theme music. Um, the promos, you commented on the promo, the Batman promo. The promos were stupid. They didn't know what to say. They just didn't know what to say as a group. It would just yeah. be rambling and then, and we are the cosmic wasteland. And it just didn't make sense. And you can see it on the Ascension's face. Cody Rhodes less so, but you can see it on the tag team's face. And what makes it sad is that anybody who had watched NXT with the Ascension, like they were portrayed as a dominant tag team. They had, I don't know if they're the longest running tag team champions, but they had it for a long time. Like that's how much Triple H valued them. And then it's like they come to the main main roster and it's just they don't know nobody knows what to do with them and they don't nobody cares and they just kind of fall into this big you know they're just a bunch of big guys with makeup on you know um so yeah the promos i i didn't like i'm assuming you didn't like them either no as i said they were very meandering and the same thing with the matches and we'll get to those all the promos and all the matches were exactly the same. Yeah. They all just kind of ran together after a while. And I just kind of got bored with it. And I think there are some promos I didn't watch. And it was just because I, I just couldn't watch any more of them. 
the the most involved thing I watched. I don't know if you watched it. It was it was a from uh, the Christmas edition of SmackDown. It was Sam yeah. Santino Morella's party, and this I kind of liked. It was almost like he was the Cody was the Grinch. Yeah, and Stardust came in and stole all the uh, the trappings and the decorations for the Christmas party, and then he gets confronted by Neville and Big E. Right, yeah. And that, I believe, would lead to some sort of match later on in, in the show of some sort. But uh, that that I kind of like just because Cody played it like the Grinch, and that amused me. But that was probably the promo or the segment that I enjoyed the most for, for that reason. Yeah, they, um, you know, yeah, that was probably, that might be the highlight of their run. Um and, you know, I should say that, you know, like you mentioned, they was, they would have singles matches and matches without, you know, being a trio and they would interfere in each other's matches. So we don't need to go over all of those, obviously. No. Uh, but uh, so there is a list of their matches on cagematch.net. And mm-hmm. uh, I will say this. So I, I did find the kickoff matches, Leonard, and the, the, the only way I found them mm-hmm. is by actually looking on youtube you know survivor series 2015 kickoff and then it would give me the full kickoff and before i get into those matches let's have a tangent here i think mm-hmm. that the kickoff show should be on peacock and the thing is yeah, they that's were, where i was no go ahead first then i'll say but go I was ahead gonna say they were on the wwe network all that stuff was there on the wd network and uh now you can't find any of that stuff and i'm not saying that there's any like unearthed classics on the kickoff shows but um the fact is they should be available somewhere and this is the only way i found it so well you see the here's the thing because I, I i was going on peacock and i was going to the shows couldn't find them try to search for pre-show all that couldn't find them and i went on youtube i basically just put in cosmic wasteland and the only thing that came up were just the promos, promos so i right. didn't even think to to, to look for pre-show etc so i did not see the two pre-show matches although i did watch everything else that they wrestled in as a trio according to cagematches.net because you can find those episodes uh on peacock you have to hunt and peck for them but you can't yeah. find them. yes absolutely and uh, so let me just start with um one of the earliest matches which was a kickoff show it was the night of champions kickoff show um where they faced neville and the lucha dragons and they beat them and it wasn't very long. And, you know, Stardust gets a little, a lot of time. And, you know, it, it, it was a pretty standard match. And I think where you see Cody Rhodes in his frustration is when he's in the ring as this character. Because you can just see that it's just a going through the motions of a match. Because the match is just mm-hmm. nothing. And he's just, you know, like every time he does a move, like he's just kind of doing it. And there's that's when you can maybe see the little lack of passion for this character, this gimmick, this faction. Um, so, oh, and I should add Neville was the man that uh, Gravity forgot at this time. So I feel like they missed uh, a, a point of comparison there and going with the spacey stardust and cosmic wasteland and you know neville the man who gravity forgot maybe that's why they paired them in a feud leonard i don't know yeah I, there were a few times where where i know Rhodes and promos and such referred to neville as hero or yeah. going against him as hero and and uh especially in the christmas segment he's dressed as an elf 
you know, he's short. He's got kind of pointy ears and a big nose. And, and, and again, I think that's probably what they were thinking. Oh, he kind of looks like a Middle Earth troll guy. You know, that's close hated, enough. There's another guy that hated some of the stuff that he was given, I'm sure, um, mm-hmm. which is why he's at AEW right now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so the other kickoff match was uh, Survivor Series 2015, and uh, it it was an elimination five on five traditional match. And it was probably the longest match featuring cosmic wasteland about 18 minutes. And what's interesting about some of these kickoff matches to me is that there's an, a commercial, an ad for the pay-per-view in the middle of the match. And that mm-hmm. doesn't make any lick of sense to me whatsoever. Like you can show the full match. Why are we taking a break for the pay-per-view that's coming up? Why? Like yeah. you or, 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 just put, or just put it in the corner, a little, hey, reminder, pay-per-view's coming up. You, you know, I, I, I always bet you about, you know, like the fantasy wrestling stuff I do. And I do, I write like a pre-show for my pay-per-views that I write. And this is just me writing it. And even that I'm writing in a way is like, oh, I'm teasing stuff that might happen on the main show that would get you to want to watch it. It should, be. It should, be, it should be stuff that makes you want to buy the event. Right. And I feel like it. Net, what it became was just, okay, here's guys that we need to give something to do. Put them in a four-on-four four or five-on-five five or whatever. Right. Here's a time filler because we have to do this pre-show. And it didn't become about selling the pay-per-view or trying to do something interesting. Because that's another thing I'll do when I write these pre-shows. Oh, there's a match. Maybe I don't want to put it on the main card. But I think it's important. And I'll put it on the pre-show. And I'll give it up, you know. Right. placement right before the start and things like that again i'm not trying to tap myself as booker of the year but i mean there's common sense things when it comes to right doing it and you know what really kind of i think makes stardust and this caught this faction sad is the fact that up until watching matches with this group i did not mm-hmm. know what titus o'neill's finishing move was called and it's the uh, clash of the titus clash of the titus yes which is a great name but i didn't know what it was called because you very rarely got to see him use it and he finishes multiple matches with this faction by hitting his finishing move which i just find like man if you're losing to titus that there is there's a problem and you know what all respect for titus and some of the work that he does outside of in ring yeah. stuff. you know he's obviously a good guy and you know but and obviously a big imposing guy but i guess he, he just never really clicked so he was always in these wwe main event or superstars or whatever kickoff show slots <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah those are the two kickoff matches um but leonard what are some of the other matches that we had to sure. watch and these are all the exact same match more or less yes um so all again six, eight good. minutes Yes, yes. Uh, uh, and, and and follows kind of the same format. You know, the heels start on top. They tag in and out. Um, they work a heat segment on one of the guys, hot tag. And it's usually Victor or Connor that winds up taking taking the loss. So um, according to cage matches, the first thing that they have listed is November. Not, and, and I should say, if you look on the network and you look on cagematches.net, there is some discrepancies in the dates. And I think that's because of of uh, just the like tape date as opposed to air date. 
Yeah, because SmackDown was taped on a Tuesday at this point and aired on a Thursday, yes. I believe. Yeah. So uh, according to cagematches.net, we have November 9th. Uh, these are all 2015. I'll tell you when the year changes. Uh, November 9th, we have Ryback and the Dudley Boys uh, defeating the Cosmic Wasteland. Uh, we have uh, on the November 17th SmackDown, Neville and the Dudley Boys defeating the Cosmic Wasteland. We have the Survivor Series elimination match you mentioned. We have from November 23rd, uh, and this one I like. This is probably the one I like the most of all of these. Uh, Gold Dust and the Primetime Players defeating the Cosmic Wasteland on Raw for November 23rd. Yep. Uh, there is then a house show match listed here for December 30th of the Hype Brothers of Mojo Raleigh and Zack Ryder with Titus O'Neil defeating the Cosmic Wasteland. Then we're into 2016. There's three matches here. Uh, January 18th on Raw. Check out this group. Mark Henry, Neville, R-Truth, and Titus O'Neil defeating the Cosmic Wasteland and Tyler Breeze. Yeah, so we didn't mention Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze um, was almost kind of a... Uh, Satellite member. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, because he was in a lot of matches with them. And there's another guy that was really great on NXT and just... The gimmick was never going to, you know, blossom on the main roster. But, yeah, he appeared with them a bunch. Yes. And then February 2nd, main event, the primetime players and the Usos defeated the Cosmic Wasteland again with Tyler Breeze. And then the final match they have listed is from uh, February 9th on SmackDown's Neville and the Lucha Dragons uh, defeating the Cosmic Wasteland. Uh, so, as, as I mentioned, um, they're all about the same type of match with the same type of formula. Yes. Um, I did like, let me find my notes here. The Ryback and Dudley boys match, I actually did find a little bit interesting because the Dudleys do the feed me more thing with Ryback. Oh, and then yeah. they do like a triple lariat. They all hit all the other guys with the lariat. And then Victor eats the 3D for the loss. And, and but it's the two when you watch the next match of them paired with Neville, you can see how much better Neville is as a tag team partner, right? Yeah, and Ryback is, and how in in the previous match, Devon did the heavy lifting that they worked the heat segment on Devon, where in the next match, they worked the heat segment on Neville because you're not gonna work the heat segment on Ryback, right? And right. apparently, not Bubba either. But, um, yeah, the only other one that I found interesting was the one with Goldust just because it involved Goldust. And actually, my initial memories was that Goldust was part of this. But, again, he and Cody were feuding at the, or opposite at this time. Right. Because it would just make sense, I guess, for Goldust to be part of this. But but that match actually had a bit of a storyline because they kept trying to tease Dusty and Goldust. I said Dusty, but Cody and Goldust. Right going against each other and they didn't really but gold dust does run into the ring and does a cactus clothesline on stardust which gets a nice pop and at the end he does the the dance with the primetime players oh yeah i remember that yeah, gold yeah. Dust does the dance which is kind of fun and then the other thing to mention is the the weird the weird for uh for some of henry neville r-truth and titus o'neill they said that was because everybody in that match uh were going to be in the royal rumble so it was like a Royal Rumble preview. Hey, these are eight guys that are going to be in the Rumble that aren't going to win. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's the other thing. So on, on the matches that you that we've talked about, some of them from main event, some, some superstars from Raw, SmackDown, uh, kickoff shows, 
different commentators a lot of the times, um, you know, and the running theme is that even the commentators weren't really showing this faction a lot of respect a lot no. you know they 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 just were like oh man they're weird huh like that was kind of you know paraphrasing that's what it was and i'm not outright criticizing the commentators but like when you're given a fairly new gimmick and the commentators are right away not really sinking their teeth into it why are we doing it like yeah. why did we want to do this like that's what i would have asked and i'm maybe he did backstage cody like why are we doing this like what's the end game like if it's if this is the idea to get me over then no it get <laughs> and, you apparently, and apparently he did a lot of stuff like that he voiced his opinions and his displeasure with a lot of this stuff and i think as short-lived as this faction is the important thing about covering it is that i i think without this faction I don't think that Cody would have had to, you know, continue moving down the card and get so frustrated that he left and he left. He went on the indie scene. He and his he, Stardust and Goldust had that feud at WWE. What did ha what happened? They went to AEW and one of the early matches from AEW was brother versus brother. And it was fantastic. And I, you know, low key showing sending a message like this is what we could have done because apparently the rumor was uh they wanted to wrestle at wrestlemania um and vince didn't think that it was a wrestlemania level match um so i think that whereas a lot of the saying is you walk away and you learn a new hold i don't necessarily think that it was cody learning a new hold as much as it is him committing to himself he mm -hmm. wanted to leave he wanted he to well, I was going to say he upped his own personal value, and that's what you've seen a lot lately. Drew McIntyre did the same thing. Mahomes yes. and did the same thing. They didn't so much go away and learn a new hold. They went away, and they kind of built themselves up to the point that WWE said, okay, come on back, and right. kind of used them in, in that way, not the way that they had tried to, but the way that they had built themselves. And right. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was going to say the exact same thing uh, that you just did, because if it wasn't for this – we may not have AEW at all. True. Because it was Cody leaving, working the indie scene, going to Japan, hooking up with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, saying, hey, we could probably do something, putting together All In, attracting Tony Khan's attention. Yep. Snowing him, which, which I'll just say that's my personal opinion. They just said, hey, give us a bunch of money. We can make this work. And they have. I mean, hey, they still exist. But, but but kind of getting him to, to back them and creating AEW. So if they had just pushed Cody, there's a good chance this wouldn't have happened. AEW wouldn't have, have come about. And I think before the Stardust gimmick, I think there was opportunities for them to push him a little bit harder. And, you know, maybe I would I would say, maybe you know, the, the dashing, the legacy Cody Rhodes era, mm -hmm. like dashing was around the time that he was the IC champ. So like yes. I would say that and, that and dashing could could have been similar to kind of what MJF is doing, right? That's those types of promos, that type of look, that type of character, and I love the smoke and mirrors theme song. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The whole it's just like watching the Stardust stuff though. Again, where he's like, you know, yeah, 
Oh, yeah, but forgot, the, he's got the, the stars on the on the hands. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh man, I forgot about all. Yeah. that. and there are times where he feels like he's playing like the Joker or the Riddler type of thing with the giggling. I would say more, would say more Riddler than Joker. Yeah, yeah, the giggling and the energy and it was the old school Riddler from the series. What's that guy's name, Leonard? Um, uh, Frank Gorshin. Yeah, <laughs> he reminds me more of him. <laughs> than he does Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. Yes, probably so. You, you know, <laughs> when I saw Batman versus Superman, I thought that's what Jesse Eisenberg was doing as Lex Luthor. Frank Gorshin? Yeah, I thought I, yeah, I thought that that he that he I thought he was playing the Riddler and watched the Frank Gorshin and said, oh, okay, I'm gonna do that. It, you know what? In a perfect world, this is the inspiration for a lot of characters, is his portrayal of the Riddler. It's just, it's just, it's just Frank Gorshin. It was a great impressionist as well. Look up some of his tonight show. Look up some of his Tonight Show appearances. He, he does some, some. Of course, these are old school Hollywood impressions, but he does some great impressions as well. Yeah, well, let this us is how it. interesting the Cosmic Wasteland is. We're talking about Frank Gorshin. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that's what I mean. Like, I just think that this one was doomed from the start, and it's like you have him voicing his disappointment with Stardust alone, and then they're like, you know what? we're going to double down like what the, the way you need to make it work is have a faction <laughs> like a faction that no one cares about nor called for like usually when you have a faction you want it to be um somebody that warrants one you know um that deserves it that could benefit from it um right. which is and why i'm saying that Cody like, Rhodes could not benefit from having people around him we i think we have seen that yeah you know a legacy, uh, the, what they call the Rhodes Legacy or whatever it was in he AEW. Was, he did Team Rhodes Scholar with, um, oh, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm forgetting his name. The Miz's body double. Um, oh, you mean uh, 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 Sandow, Damien Sandow. Yes, yes, he was with Sandow for a while and the Brotherhood was with, with Goldust. Um, so like, yeah, he tried that for a while and yeah, if they have learned nothing, I hope it's that he's better as a solo act. Um, I think he is. Because he yeah. tried the Bullet Club outside of this, too. So, um, yeah, I think he's better on his own. Um, and that includes Brandy as an on-screen character as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he necessarily needs a valet. I mean, I Brandy's easy on the eyes. But um, I, I don't think he necessarily needs her either. Yeah. Um, let us know what you thought of cosmic wasteland um let us know if there's any t-shirts i didn't look that up beforehand so if you see one right now it's because i found one um but if I, would, you... I, would, I would guess not from the time period people <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think anyone would have made one now i don't think I, there's no it's not like they're say like um the uh right to censor that we talked about and the blue world order and some other things they become kind of cult like so bad they're good right but i don't think anybody has any sort of nostalgia or cult classic feelings about the cosmic wasteland right and you know what somebody out there could make it right now you know send those guys some some love the ascension specifically i think cody's fine but uh yeah yeah see, <laughs> they still work in the indies i know they were at one point yeah i would, they see, their, I would see their names pop up here and there because you yeah. know i like so many pages and i go so many indie shows on facebook indie shows all over the country pop up for me from time right. to time I know I used to see them working here and there on indie shows, but right. Hey, before we sign off, real quick, who do you think wins, the Ascension or the Highlanders? Oh, I would pick the Ascension there easily. 
Dude, I think that's a good match, actually. Like, if I was that, going to that a would be a show, fun match. Both teams yeah. in their prime. Yeah, if I was going to an indie show, like not now, but like yeah, like in their like maybe around 2015-ish, and that was like you know a main or a sub main. I I would be I would be up for that. I would be psyched for that. That's see, that's the thing. Like the Ascension were like you know uh, a really rough and gun ho tag team, and like once you get to the main roster, it's like well everybody needs to work the same style. Yeah. Well, same thing happens with with the authors of pain. No, I mean, they pushed no, them a little bit more at the start, but they dropped off the table fast too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a long list of teams similar. But yeah. uh, anyway, uh, follow us at um, YouTube Dailies to Downloads. I believe is still the channel name, but uh, we are also available wherever podcasts are. And check out our other videos: segment surgery. Uh, stupid questions, random match reviews. And uh, again, let us know what you thought of this in the comments section. And for Leonard, my name is Chad. We will see you next week. And Alexa, we'll see you out.